All right, guys, and welcome back to the Nurse Man Dan Show with your host, Nurse Man Dan. All right, so the thing we're going to talk about today is sleep and why I would imagine most of the people listening to this show, even if they think they're getting the sleep they need, are not getting the sleep they need. Um, So let's go ahead and get into uh, today's rant, I guess it would be. Um, So people think they're getting good sleep when they go to bed and they sleep X amount of hours a night. And unfortunately, that's not it at all. It doesn't matter if you sleep 12 hours a night, if you aren't doing it consistently, if you aren't getting the quality of sleep you need when you're sleeping those 12 hours a night, it's a moot point because it doesn't matter anymore. The kind of sleep that our bodies require to recover and repair on the molecular level, the damage we do to our bodies day in and day out only happens when we get to deep sleep, not REM sleep, not light sleep, deep sleep. That's when the body does its job, okay? That's number one. Number two is, this is really hard for people to understand, but your your body is like, think of yourself as two different bodies, okay? You've got your day body and you've got your night body, okay? Your night body is like uh, the, the cleaning crew, you know, whatever you want to call it, of like the hospital or a building that shuts down after business is done for the day, okay? They come in with their buckets and mops and they clean up the mess that the business operation has caused to that place during the day, okay? That's what the night body wants to do. However, in this example, imagine you've got your night crew cleaning this building or whatever, this business, and you know, for years they've been used to, okay, at 10 o'clock, we are going to come in, we're going to take care of the bathrooms, we're going to do the halls, X, Y, and Z, right? We're going to do it. And then one day it's 1030, they're starting their routine. And then they let like four people in for some reason that have muddy shoes, right? So now, even though it's only four people, the guy's not going to be on his rhythm. He's not going to be in his flow of getting his normal routine done because now some asshole let four people in with muddy shoes. And this guy's trying to clean up the building. So it looks nice and presentable next day. This man takes pride in his job and these punk asses just walked in and messed up his floor. I would be pissed off. That is what your body is doing when you don't get good sleep. So stop thinking you are. You're not. Like I said, the key here is consistent quality sleep. Consistent. Sleep and wake times, as in when you go to bed and when you wake up seven days a week. There should not be this, you know, Monday through Friday, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to get in bed early, but then the weekend comes and I'm going to go hog wild. Okay, that, that doesn't work. It's not good for you. Consistent quality seven days a week, okay? It's very hard to do. Uh, At first, it was hard for me to do it first, but once you get to it and you see how you feel when you get back on the body's natural sleep-wake cycles, the, the level of energy and how you feel throughout your day is significantly better than what you would feel like if you stayed up watching some bullshit TV show when you were tired in the first place, okay? So consistent sleep and wake times. Try to be within 30 minutes. You know, if you, if you want to wake up at eight o'clock, try to make sure that no matter what, 
you are out of bed between 7.30 and 8.30. Give yourself a half hour window at first and then maybe try to narrow it down, you know, uh, 7.45 and 8.15. Get that, no matter what, okay? The hardest part for you guys that's going to be to, if you want to get good sleep, is making sure you choose your time. I don't give a flying rat's ass if you're a night owl. But you need to make sure that you set your clock to, uh, you know, if you want to sleep all day and wake up at 6 p.m., I don't give a shit. Do it. Get up at 6 p.m. every day, seven days a week. Go do your routine. I don't know what you're doing through the night. I don't care. But then when it gets time for bed or when you're tired, go to sleep. Go to sleep and then wake back up at 6 p.m. the next day. That is crucial to getting your body in a consistent uh, sleep-healthy rhythm. Every single day, guys, I'm not stressing this enough, waking up at the most similar time you can seven days a week, okay? Now, the next point is quality, quality sleep. What is quality sleep, right? People think, uh, you know, you get in your bed, you're all cuddled up, and, uh, you know, you're going to watch a movie, have a glass of wine or two, maybe a six-pack, shoot the shit with your whoever is with you, maybe your cat, I don't know. Uh, And then you go to bed, you pass out, maybe you take a couple melatonin, maybe you take some Ambien, you know, it's all wasted. You're doing it to yourselves. We are all doing it to ourselves. Okay. Technology is destroying this, uh, our health. Uh, It's killing everybody, even though nobody wants to admit it. Everything is designed to make our lives easier, easier. Like how fucking hard is our life right now? We've got air conditioning and indoor plumbing. I think 90% of the population has a TV in their house. How, how difficult is our lives right now? And we're trying to make it easier and people are wondering why they're putting on the weight they are, why they're having heart attacks and strokes. Look in the mirror. You're doing it to yourself. They have remote controls for your fan in your house now. And I'm sure it's been around for a while. So instead of having to get off your ass and walk to the the wall that's six feet from you, now you can just continue to sit on your ass and and just hit a button. That's just one more thing. And I know it sounds trivial, but if you add up all those times that that person would have had to get up and walk to that fan and the times he does it now, it adds up over time. That's one less thing he does a day, him or her. That's what technology in a loop is doing. And I'm going to get into it here with uh, sleep quality. So TV at night, TV in general, in my opinion, is not good for us, okay? This blue light that release, you know, it comes out from the screens, that frequency of light, it physically, uh, it, it affects, it suppresses the body's natural release of melatonin, okay? For all you people out there that take these melatonin sleep aids, uh, you know, but continue to watch TV when you go to bed. I just want you to know you're, you're throwing money away. Okay. What your body already makes it, your body makes melatonin on its own, but the TV that you cannot stop watching is suppressing your body's natural ability to release that hormone melatonin. So what do you do? You go to the store and you spend a shit ton of money on a, uh, a product produced in a lab that you're going to put in your body now because you think that's going to help you sleep. 
And melatonin, you can't take a surplus amount, okay? So we already produce it, and it's the same as like having a gas tank. You cannot fill up a gas tank past full. It just overflows and you make a big mess. It's dumb, right? That's what you're doing when y'all buy this melatonin shit. You already make it. You can't get to higher melatonin levels. So just cut out what you're doing. You're just throwing money away, in my opinion. Put down the TV, okay? That's one thing. And that's blue screen on TV. You're, uh, how many of us are on our phones at night? How Fluorescent lights, all this shit that just distracts us from what we need to be doing, which is going to bed, okay? We all get up early, most of us, go to work all day doing stuff we probably don't want to do, and then we come home, we bitch about it, we sit on our ass and eat dinner and watch garbage on TV. And, and the, 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 this is just a, a, a side note, I guess. The, the weirdest part to me is that everybody in this country right now is like ev on everybody's heels about this and that and hate and blah. But the bullshit most of us are watching on TV at night is just violence-filled action shows or movies about affairs and, and drug busts and dealing drugs. I don't get it. I'm about to take the TV out of my house because I just, I was thinking about that. You know, the average American probably watches TV, I would say, on a low end. This is an average American, broad brush, okay? Watches TV at least one hour a day, okay? So if the average American watches TV for one hour a day, and I'm just going to go ahead and say that the people that are watching TV are not doing it while on a, uh, an, uh, a treadmill or some form of exercise equipment. If you are this person that watches TV for an hour, but while you're watching it, you're busting your ass on the elliptical, this, this doesn't apply to you, okay? But if you watch TV for an hour a week, or an hour a day, excuse me, for an entire year, you have just spent 15.2 days sitting on your ass of your whatever year that is for you, doing nothing. 15 days. Now, to put that into perspective, when I send people to the hospital or when people don't follow their medication regimens or when people sit on their ass all day and they get sick because they fall and their bones are so weak and their muscles are so frail because they don't do anything and they go to the hospital, okay? Imagine these people are in here for a week or two weeks. That's 15 days roughly. Two weeks, 15 days at a day. There you go. They come out of the hospital after these long visits weaker than they were when they went in. Okay. That's a two week visit, but we all do this. Everybody does this. It's a long, it's stretched out, but that's still two weeks of your life that you have spent at however age you are. I'm 34 now, you know, somebody who's listening to 65, somebody else who's listening to this 14. I don't know. However old you are, you've wasted two weeks of your life watching most likely some bullshit garbage TV that hasn't enhanced your knowledge. It hasn't made you a kinder person. It's, it's decayed your brain and made you depressed is probably the most likely thing, okay? And that's a whole other topic that we will get to in a later show. Depression and why depression rates and anxiety and all this is so high through the roof right now in 2022. I've got some really interesting statistics that I found that I'm gonna, I'll bring up when we, uh, when we get to that episode. But back to the sleep, okay? 
So in my room, when I started really focusing on my sleep, um, I actually listened to, it was the Joe Rogan podcast. And I think his name was like Dr. Stephen Walker. He was a sleep specialist. And this guy changed my life. I mean, I used to love my beer. Like I really loved my beer. All right. Uh, and I watched this. I mean, I listened to this guy while I was at work one day and like the stuff he was saying was blowing my mind. It, they were like life hacks that I wasn't doing anything that he was saying. And, you know, for years I thought I was sleeping well. I always said like, if I got at least six hours, five and a half to six hours of sleep, I would wake up feeling like the bomb, you know, like let's, let's do this. So after I started listening to that, po after I listened to that podcast, I started wearing a sleep monitor, uh, activity tracking device. And this is not an ad. This is just my own personal experience with this particular device. It's called a, a, a whoop band, W H O O P. And it tracks your cardiovascular output during the day. And they call that like your strain level. And then it tracks your levels of light, deep in REM sleep. And it breaks it down to where you're almost like, I remember the first few times using it. And ever since I've used it, it really turns it into like, uh, as much as I bitch about technology, this is a technology that's got a good purpose. Uh, because uh, you wake up and you want you are excited because you, you see your statistics. You literally turn yourself almost into like uh, a video game. Um, if you will, if you can understand what I'm saying, you know, if you got a, a Madden team and you're training them for your franchise or whatever, the more you train them, the better they get, the better they perform, the more you win. And I started wearing this thing and I'm going to tell you now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for any of you people out there that enjoy your beverages at night in the form of adult alcoholic beverages, it's, it's ruining you. Okay. Uh, I'm telling you it's ruining you. Um, even if you, go on a binger and you sleep for 14 hours and wake up with absolutely zero hangover, I promise you, you have done irrever you've done damage to yourself. You have not recovered to the molecular level. So when I started wearing this whoop thing, you know, like I said, I liked my beer. And for the first few days, you know, I was, I didn't change any of my drinking habits. I just continued what I was doing. Cause I was like, let me see um, what kind of shape I'm in. Turns out I was in, uh, some shit shape. I mean, I wasn't getting sleep. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it. So for first, you know, four days, you know, I had beer every night. I liked my beer. I wouldn't have a 12 pack, but I might have three, four five beers. I don't know. Um, but I would wake up in the red and it was like, red was the worst. Yellow was like medium. And then green was like, that's what you wanted to be in recovery wise. And even if I had, four beers and I got eight hours of sleep, I was always in the red. And I was just like, what in the F is going on right now? Like, I'm not hungover. I got plenty of sleep. Why are my recoveries so low? Did some research. Turns out alcohol's really fucking bad for us guys, especially after more than one. Uh, it to the point that when I realize how bad, okay, I want y'all to listen very clearly. All right. I found out that if I drank more than two Bud Lights, two, Bud Light is actually just horse piss. There's very little alcohol. It's water. If I drank more than two Bud Lights, no matter how much sleep I got, my body was physically unable to get to the levels of deep sleep that I needed to recover the damage I did to my body during the day. 
Just let that kind of sink in. I said if I had more than two beers, with however much sleep I got, I was not able to physically recover. According to this sleep tracking device for anybody out there trying to come at me with some shit. According to this device, more than two beers, I was physically unable to get into a good recovery. And I had been drinking more than that for a long time and was going about my day on five and a half hours of sleep thinking I was doing great when really I was just taking time off the end of my life. Okay. If anybody ever tells any, if y'all hear anybody say, um, you know, I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead. There's, you know, work to be done. That's probably one of the dumbest statements anybody can say. Unlike physically, it's in ear, it's, it doesn't make sense. It's incorrect. The people that are going to live longer are the ones that are getting the sleep they need. The good, consistent, quality sleep our bodies require. It's not going to be the asshole who keeps saying that dumbass statement who doesn't get any sleep. I'll tell you what's going to happen to that guy. He's going to end up with a stroke or a heart attack. You got to get sleep, okay? We have to sleep. You cannot expect a a high-end performance car to perform at redline forever without letting it pull over, without refueling it, without changing the tires. Guys, we are supercars, okay? Our bodies are these fucking things that are so incredibly powerful, and yet we treat these... I don't even know what the most expensive car is. I, you know, I'm like, we're, imagine if we're Bentleys. We treat our Bentleys... Like like a 93 Honda Civic. If anybody did that with a... If somebody brought a brand new Bentley right now and you saw them go mudding with it, that you would think that person was... Re, something was wrong, right? Or they were incredibly wealthy. But even so, incredibly disrespectful to a nice, a nice piece of equipment. Um, and that's what we're doing to our bodies. And we just... People keep thinking, like, what is happening? Look at yourselves, people. Look at what you've been doing to yourself. Cut the TV out at night, okay? It's, it's taking time off of your life. It's, it's physically and chemically inhibiting your brain from doing what it was designed to do. The next thing I will mention that will help you sleep, which is just, it's just things our bodies do that we just say whatever to, okay? The body recovers the body is most relaxed when the core temperature is lower okay when it's cooler um tr i'm trying to think of a good example so when you're when you're really uh cold like when it's outside and it's very cold your body the the veins they constrict right so the body shuns from your extremities and it goes to your core thereby raising the temperature of the core right keeping those vital organs alive and going okay that's what the body naturally does. So at night, when you want to try to relax and get your body into a place of, you know, recovery to, and mental relaxation where you can get that sleep, I want all of us, all of you, 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 I want you to get this kind of sleep. Um, that's what you have to do. So here are some tips for you guys. Uh, to get your core body temperature lower, thereby uh, uh, helping you to get into that 
that meditative kind of I'm going to bed and I'm going to stay asleep, recuperative, bomb-ass sleep that I want all of y'all to get, okay? You've got to have it cool in the house, okay? It can't be cold. Um, I mean, it can't be hot. And I'm going to explain why from basic physiology that you can see day in and day out, okay? Um, so if, if it's warm in your house or if it's hot, your veins are going to dilate, which means what? We had, I just said, if anybody's lagging, if it's hot, they dilate. So the blood shunts away, okay? It's your, imagine the inside of your body is this beautiful mechanism of intricate pipes and uh, pumps and filters and like shit we need to take care of. But we ne- now we need to let this thing recover, right? So to turn down that furnace, you have to get your, uh, your core temperature down low. So how do you do that? How do we at home get our core temperature down low at night before we go to bed so that we're able to recover better? And the first thing you can do is you can take a hot shower shortly before going to bed. This makes a huge difference, okay? And once again, I'm going to explain why. All right. Turn your house, your air conditioning down as low as you can afford. I know it's expensive as F out there right now, but make it as cool as you can. Get some fans in your room so you have a nice cool breeze. Don't get a heavy ass blanket when it's 98 degrees outside, okay? Turn it down nice and cool in your house and then take a hot shower. Because what you're doing when you take that hot shower is you are opening up your veins, your pores, and all that blood that's in your core is shooting to your extremities. It's getting out because your body is saying, holy, you know, hell, it's hot. How can I not pass out right now? So I'm going to shunt the blood away. That's why if you're in a hot tub for a long time, people get lightheaded and pass out and drown because the blood's going away from their core. Their blood pressure gets low and they, there they are done. You know what I mean? So what you want to do is obviously not do that, but you want to get these veins opened up. You want to get that blood flowing away from your core. We go all day, all day. Let's get our core temperature down low, okay? So you get out, you get out the shower. Now your veins are out there and then you get into a cool, cool bed with a fan, okay? You don't put a big thick ass blanket on you, all right? And once you are, the the blood is out of your core, it's towards your extremities, Now your body temperature, overall the core temperature has reduced because you've got that blood away from the core. Now it's outward, okay? Now you're in a cool bed, okay? You're in a cool bed in a cool environment. And if you really want to top this off as like a Mac Daddy sleep, you can actually, um, you want to sleep with as little clothing as you can. I won't go full naked because I've always had an issue if somebody breaks in, Um, I am going after them and I would rather go after them with my stuff packed away. So I wear briefs, but you wear whatever, but don't go to bed with sweatpants and a sweatshirt on. That's ridiculous. Okay. You need to be cold. You want that to be cold. Um, so that you stay your body, you stay cool. We've got the core cool. Don't heat it back up with loads of clothes. Okay. Use a light blanket. And I'm going to tell you something that's really actually kind of neat. Um, the places on your body that you lose heat from, you know, it was always thought to be the head, which you do lose some heat through your head and neck. But when you're sleeping at night, you don't even have to look in a textbook to see this. Okay. You just do it on your own guys. When you're tugged in at night and it's cold in your room, right? Or, or it's 
it's cold, but then you get hot because you're tucked under your blankets. What is it you do? I would bet that most of you stick a hand out or a foot out from under the covers. Why? Because there's no hair on the palms of your hands or the, uh, or the soles of your feet. So the heat dissipates quicker, quicker. So you cool yourself off in your sleep without even realizing it. You're doing what your body, this beautiful machine does. So my point with the heat is if you wear, if you keep your room cool and you wear socks and you wear gloves, I don't do this. That's a little bit too much for me. Uh, what happens is that you keep your peripheral extremities warm, which means the, the veins stay dilated, which means that the internal temperature, when, it, when your pump, when the heart pumps out the blood, when you're sleeping and it gets to your hands, your hands aren't freezing. So what does it do? It doesn't uh, shunt that blood, close off that, you know, that pathway and then go back to the core. It just keeps flowing, keeping your core temperature down. Okay. Two easy things. I've only talked about two things that you guys can do to improve your sleep. I guess three, if you include the sleep and wake times. All right. Simple stuff. Uh, it's not costing you a single penny to do it. Um, it's easy to do. Once you get into the rhythm, you just have to give up some things you think you really like to do. And my, my biggest, I guess, argument with anybody who says, man, I spend all day at work, you know, I get home, I want to have a few beers and I'm trying to watch, you know, I don't know. I, what, what are we watching now? Sons, Sons of Anarchy. That's probably an old reference. Sons of Anarchy, right? So you spend all day sitting on your ass at work. You come home, bitch about your job, you eat your dinner, and then you sit down and watch shows about murderers and drug dealers, and then you think you're going to go get a good night's sleep? I mean, if I, I, I want to smack the hell out of people sometimes when they, they think they're sleep. It's like, no, dude, you're not, or ma'am. And I'm going to tell you now that sleep is so important. I mean, they are linking lack of sleep directly to Alzheimer and dementia now. But when's the last time you went to your doctor and they said, how are you sleeping? And you said, you know, I don't really sleep that great. And they say, here's some, here's some fucking Ambien, right? Where are the doctors saying, well, what are you doing? Well, I don't do anything. And then I watch TV all night. Well, no shit. You don't sleep well. You haven't done anything to deserve a good night's sleep. That's what we got to tell people. That's also the last part of what you need to get a good night's sleep is some form of cardiovascular strain during the day. And I'm going to give you another life example of why I know this is how we're designed to do. Uh, like I said, I wore that whoop band. All right. And it, it tracks your cardiovascular output uh, and they call it strain throughout the day. Um, I was pretty active prior to starting this home health job. Like I, I love to golf. I love to walk. I, I dis up all the time since I've started this job the uh, level of activity that I have time for outside of work has reduced to pretty much the time I spend with my daughter. The other time I'm charting on people that continue to do these lifestyle choices that now I'm having to do just so I can keep this job going. What I'm telling you, you have to do something and here's why. So when I started this job, I was wearing my whoop band and I was getting, I was always in the green. I was getting these solid recoveries. Remember I said, Red's bad, yellow's okay, green is good, green's what you want. And then I started this job and I kept waking up yellow, red, red, yellow. And it's like, I'm coming home, 
I'm exhausted. You know, I'm not, I mean, I sit during the day, but like, you know, I'm moving and I'm just mentally drained and I come home and what do I do? The same thing I'm telling y'all to quit doing now. I'd come home, I'd, I'd do my charting, you know, I'd sit up, watch some TV and then it's three, four hours later and it's bedtime. And then I'd wake up and wonder why in the hell my sleep was so bad. So then I said, okay, what am I missing? What did I say you got to have good? Three things, right? A decent diet. A decent diet. It just means don't have any lack of self-control. Be an adult. Put down the Twinkie. You don't need to eat an entire pint of ice cream, okay? Put down the Mountain Dew. One Mountain Dew is like 120% of your daily sugar intake. It's fucking killing us. Put it down. Decent diet. Some form of strain throughout the day. Cardiovascular strain. And consistent quality sleep. That's what you need. Not another pill. Not more melatonin. Consistent quality sleep, cardiovascular strain, and a decent diet. So like I said, I was getting shite sleep uh, when I started this job, and I thought I was exhausted. Mentally, I was. Mentally, I was. I'm not taking away anybody out there who's listening who says, I come home and I'm exhausted. How dare you tell me I'm not tired? That's great, ma'am or sir or whatever you identify as. That's fine. What I'm saying is that you're not physically exhausted. You're not. You haven't done anything. Like, I don't do anything when I'm at my job. I don't break a sweat unless I'm in a house when it's 90 degrees outside and the people are cold so they keep their heat on. That's the only time I break a sweat. I'm not lifting anything heavy unless there's a patient I have to move. Okay? But I didn't do anything. So then I said, you know, I got to, I got to step up. I'm tired, but I'm not physically tired. I'm not even joking. The first time I was like, it was like after three days, I said, I'm going to go run. I can't stand running. I think it's one of the worst forms of exercise, not only because I think it's boring AF, uh, but because I think it's terrible for your knees. I'd much rather go swim, um, but I'm also a redhead, so I don't like to get sunburned. So doing something. So I went for a run on a treadmill to dampen the power, you know, the impact of my knees. And I only ran a mile and I did it in about nine minutes. I'm not saying it's impressive, but I fucking did it. Okay. I was exhausted, but I got off my ass and I went up to the little gym in my apartment complex and I ran a mile. And I'm telling you, I woke up the next morning at like a 96% recovery. 96. And what was the difference? I did something that day. I did something good for my body. Even though I was tired, I pushed past that. I didn't go home, bitch about my job, eat up a fat meal, eat it down with some fat ice cream, drink a bunch of beer, and then go to bed and expect my life to be better. So, we're kind of running towards the end of this uh, this show. This might be a, to be a, a two-part episode because this is so important. Um, but before I go, let me just end on a, uh, a patient story. I mean, it just made me so happy and I just want to to share it with you so that you can see this isn't shit I'm telling y'all to, to, to sell you something. Like I told you in the first episode, when I walk into a patient's house, I look at that person like that's my mother or my father. 
And I want my mother and father to be around as long as they can to help me along as long as they can on this crazy ass life we're in. So when I go in, I let people know for real. Those are the three things I preach to people. I've got to tell them to take their medications and to make sure they're doing it because a lot of these people need these medications, okay? But a lot of these people need these medications because they aren't doing the three things we need to be doing. Sleep, decent diet, and exercise. So in closing, let me give you a story about a patient that I just was blown away by, okay? Um, I have been seeing her for a while. She doesn't really manage her medications well. Um, diabetes, blah, 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 right? Kind of sedentary. Um, but a big thing with her was that she was not getting sleep. She had a dog um, that was having some issues as well and was keeping her up at night. And the dog, in my opinion, it's going to be a sad story for animal lovers out there. Uh, in my opinion, I told her, I was like, I, I think it's time that this dog needs to be put down. Like, I think the dog had heart failure. And um, I mean, I'd be in the visits trying to talk with her, the dogs over there, you know, like... <laughs> You know, and I'm like looking at her like, are we doing this right now? So anyways, I saw her Thursday um, and then I didn't see her again for the for a week the following Thursday. But the Saturday after I saw her, she actually got a family member to go and they put the dog down. Yes, it's sad. She had him for a long time, 15 years, I think. Uh, it was very sad. Um, but when I got to her house and she opened the door, God, I, I'm not even joking. I mean, I couldn't believe she, I swear to God, she looked like she was 10 years younger. I'm not even joking. And I was like, you know, patient, patient, you know, what, what have you been doing? Like, give me some of whatever you got. And she's, you know, I was like, okay, something's going on. Cause she said, I, I haven't done anything different. And I was like, oh, that's pretty standard, typical response for most of my patients, if I'm being honest. But I was like, something's different because you look better. Like you, she literally looked 10 years younger. So like I said, it turned out she put her dog down that Saturday. And I was just thinking, I said, Hey, you know what, Miss patient? I said, have you been sleeping better through the night? And she kind of like stopped and was like, you know what? Actually, ever since then, I've slept through the night, the entire night. Guys, that was five days, five days of her getting good sleep. And she looked 10 years younger. And you're telling me it's not a super drug. And you're telling me any other nurse or doctor has told you how important sleep is and how bad it is for you to keep doing what you're doing? I'm done with it. I think that's going to be it for the show because I'm hyped up now. And I've got work to do. We'll check in next time. I hope you enjoyed the show. Focus, guys. Get the sleep you need, okay? At the end of the day and you're tired, go for a walk with your spouse, with your loved one, with your kids. Get outside. Don't sit around and watch that TV, okay? Get outside, exhaust yourself, then get inside and turn it off, talk to each other, and then go to bed, no TV. And at the end of the day, guys, remember, I want the best for you and your family and your loved ones. I want all of you to not be reliant on pills. We can do this ourselves. Get off your ass, do something. Improve yourself for your kid's sake or for whoever else cares about you. I care about you. Now let's do it. Talk to y'all next time.